Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, everyone, to our, um, from now on, infamous Vodcast. Of course, we have uh, traded John McEnroe out for Mr. Rod Laver, the left-handers chair. We, Boris just saying this chair never shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> this chair talks all the time. So, Rod, thanks for, for joining us. Um, when you won your two Grand Slams in 1962, and I believe in 1969 too, it was the three majors were on grass, mm-hmm. and then Roland Garros on clay. How would you prepare for Roland Garros? How many weeks would you play on clay before you got to, to the French clay? I'd probably play three, uh, two or three weeks. Play at, at probably Rome. And, you know, there was a couple before that. But then we went straight into, uh, you know, Paris. So it was, yeah, for me it was, you know, it, it was difficult to understand how the clay court game was being played and some of the older players back in those years of course was wooden rackets but you know you, you had to sort of you thought well the ball looks so easy to hit and I thought well you know what you know we Australians all pretty much grew up on grass and so anytime we saw the ball bounce easy we'd we'd want to give it a good crack and that was that was the big that was the problem over here you, we made so many mistakes so you know I, I asked I said the coach, uh, Pat Hughes from uh, England, and he's one of the older players with Fred Perry. And I said, just enter me in all the clay court tournaments. I have to learn how to play this game. And I, I've got to watch, I've got to see Manola Santana. He's flip, flipping everywhere. And, and I did, I, I realized what I was doing was wrong. And then I, I bit by bit, I, I got a little more proficient. Boris, you, uh, <coughs> growing up in Germany, you must have played on clay courts all the time uh, when it's outdoors in the summer. That's right, yeah. So uh, I always say Rod, uh, Roger Federer is a, is a perfect clay court specialist. He just hasn't won enough Roland Garros to be called a, a perfect clay court specialist because of Nadal. You grew up on clay. How, what was that adjustment? Because you obviously had more success on hard courts than grass. What was the adjustment between clay and, and hard court and did you have to change your game on clay eventually? Yeah, very much. So the biggest change for me was my mindset. Uh, where on clay, usually the guy wins, does, does less mistakes. When on grass and on hard court, yeah. the guy wins and hits more winners. Yeah. So mentally, it was a struggle for me because my game was always made to go forward and go for the winner. Well, on clay, it's sometimes the opposite. And, and the most successful players... In the history of clay, always are better counter punches than their serving volley players. I mean, 
you know, sitting here with the greatest, and, and you, you won twice the French Open, you said? Yes. Uh, but even Roger Federer, in an hour era, the, the greatest, he, let's say, only won the French Open one time, you know, considering the seven Wimbledons and, and you know, the five Aussie Open he's won. So even, even the greatest struggle with coming forward to the net on the clay. What um, um, we see, we talked about before, the, the difference in how they play today. How, how, what, what do you think of the evolution on the men's game first, where it seems like they're starting to come to the net maybe a little bit more than they have in the, in the, the last 10 years? But what do you see? Yeah. yeah, well, I think, well, the first first thing is, well, sort of going back to Roger, and the, I mean, yes, he's a good clay court player, but guess who he's playing against? And uh, Just a superhuman Nadal. And he hits that big forehand over to Roger's backhand. Roger can't do anything with it. Right. And so, you know, that, that, that's put everybody down. And so increasing that has happened with the, with the, with the grass on the, on the clay court with back, backhands or forehands with heavy topspin. And the ball that gets up, you know, in an, in an uncomfortable area yeah. to make, make a good return. And yes, you can you can do it. The the guys of today now are they're, they're six foot six or more. That's right. And so they're hitting perfect shots here. They they, they can hit that shot. Mm. But I think that that's that's some of the changes I'd seen. Of course, with the big serve, and they don't go to the net, which surprises me in many ways, because you know a big server, you know, that the advantage was getting to the net because they couldn't make a great return. Even if they've made a few good returns, you know, you kept doing it, and yeah. th and that the pressure came back and got them. That's how we played it on grass. I was bored and watched Boris play at Wimbledon, mm. but that's how I think that's the changes that have come with the heavy topspin, playing on uh, playing on on the baseline, yeah. and and actually going back. I look sometimes I look at Nadal and I say, where's he returning serve? He's returning behind the linesman <laughs> almost and so it you know it is a it's, it's sort of unusual yeah but you know they've learned this way and and so that's the one thing that you know that i th i see as a big changes in the game of tennis mm. what what do you think boris what do you think because obviously roger uh federer is has adopted that style a little bit he's coming into the net a lot more he's serving and volleying a lot more on clay uh first of all what do you think the match should look like for him against Nadal on clay? Well, first of all, I'm happy he plays clay and uh, the style he plays really frustrates everybody else because they don't play like this anymore on clay. They don't have the, the drop shot, they don't have the serve volley of the second serve, they don't hit off the first or second shot and go for a winner and I think because of that he's surprising a lot of people and that's the way he should play Nadal. Now, I really want to ask your opinion, Rod. Uh, uh, in, as a as a serving volley player and somebody that's friendly to to Roger, I mean, how what's what's your take on on the strategy? How should he play tomorrow? You know, I I think he no no I think he'll he'll get to the net. Yes, he'll he'll do a lot of drop shots because you know Rafa's way back there deep returning serve, and you know, she may, he may he may actually do a little short short uh, serves yeah, because yeah. you know what what what's the use. Of, Bang it all the way back, right, sure. and he's got a shot here, perfect. And but the element of surprise, I think, for mm. yeah, Roger is going to be in, in, in a great position because he's learnt this drop shot now. He even drop shotting on a on a on a second serve yeah. mm. that yeah. I saw against Warinka, 
And so now I'm, you know, you're looking, well, how, what, what's he going to do? Well, that's Bjornborg, so I have to switch <laughs> it off. Bjorn, not now. <laughs> but he's, no, no, I, I think it'll be a good match. I really, yeah. I really do. I think, uh, you know, Rogers, you know, his, his ground, his, his, not his ground strokes, but the way he gets to the net. Yeah. But then he, then he, when he volleys the ball, which he's playing, doing well, he reverses it and goes right back where the second serve is coming from. Mm. And he, go, he doesn't go to the open court oh. for the volley because oh. that allows them to run. So that, that puts you know, Roger at an advantage, disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And so I think you, you'll notice you, he'll go right back beside him yeah. and he's not ready to put that shot. Then the second ball, he'll, he'll open up and, and hit it for a winner. Mm. And I think that's, that's, that's the most unusual thing that you see you know, from Roger is he's not trying to make the guy run necessarily, no. but he's putting him off. Mm. And, and, and of course he's volleying beautifully, you know, nice and deep into the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I find it a little bit, little bit sad, you know, even in our days we had more good volleyers, we had more people coming in, yeah. and that has disappeared a little bit from the game. And I find that a problem because players, you know, young players, they don't really fulfill their potential, you know, coming forward, transition game volleying is part of, of tennis and it makes them a better tennis player so why, why why do you think that disappears is there a different training in the juniors is there a different mindset uh, i understand the heavy top spin and everybody's six foot six tall but you know finishing uh, the volleys at the net is just makes you a better player yeah and no, i i have to i have to believe that you know when we all learned well we say we in australia we played it on grass and of course, the bouncing wasn't very good. So we got we learnt to serve and volley, and you served and volley all the time. And right. so we became fairly good volleyers yeah. be because we did it. But practice, now, yeah. Yeah, and they don't. They didn't here now. They don't do that. No. You know, they they're happy staying back, use the ground strokes, and if, if it's a short ball, yes, I'll come in and try and volley. Yeah. But they haven't learnt how to hit a low volley. No. You know, like Boris, when sometimes you see him on grass, you know, he's diving for a ball, but he's diving, you know, he's not just lunging at it, he's yep. diving with, with yeah. something in mind when yeah. he gets there. Absolutely. So. What do you think, um, we've heard a lot of players here uh, talk about nerves, especially on the women's side, and, and Nadal talks about nerves. When, uh, uh, when you played, when did you get nervous in a match? In the locker room? Warm up the first ten minutes, the first set. When when did it end the nerves? Because I bet everybody gets nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'd, my, I I guess I was totally different for you know the plot of the players. It's like like thinking. Let's think Wimbledon. There are a lot of people that walk out to Wimbledon, and they they can't get the ball on the court serving wise. So he's just nerves. Yeah. But I'm sort of the reverse of it. You know, with the nerves, my key concentration g geared up. Yeah. And so I think that was that was the difference. Yeah. Was that I didn't get nervous. I got I got excited about playing the match out there. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I guess that at the beginning before you walk on court, yeah, you're thinking, well, I hope I play well. I hope I watch the ball. Yeah. But generally, you got out a lot of that mm. out of your mind when you went and practice. Right. And a lot of lot of times, believe it or not, I'll go hit tennis balls, and all of a sudden I play with sound. With the with the ball, and if, if I'll, I'll, as soon as I'm hitting the sound, I think that's that's all I want, right. and you walk off the court. But if I'm, I'm going to stay there until that that sound is there that I can hear, and so that that's sort of a 
that's sort of the way I played. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Boris, you didn't seem to be too nervous when you came out as a 17 no, or 18-year-old. No, I, I was similar. I, I, I increased my concentration level when when uh, the going got tough, when, when there was this thing called pressure. You know, I was, <laughs> I was comfortable. So what is it? Just the oh. focus just goes... Yeah, you tunnel vision yeah, when exactly, you get nervous. Exactly. You, you, you tunnel vision, you really yeah. focus at the task at hand. You, you, you apply you, yourself. Exactly. You, yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you know, you 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 trust yourself, you trust your instincts, you, you've done the mm -hmm. homework, you've done the training. I think that's important. There is no regrets. So I should have done this. No, no, we've done this in the practice, in the warm-ups leading up to that match. But then you're almost excited of showing yourself in the world how, how good you can play. And so I was always thinking about victory and not about what happens if I lose. Right. I think that's important as well. But you, you've handled pressure well. You've, you've I handled pressure. I was you, nervous yeah. in the beginning of matches. That's why I'm yeah. asking. The first 20 minutes or the first separation in score kind mm -hmm. of thing. Ah, you get okay. up a break 4-1, then okay, okay, now I can relax. Yeah. Or sometimes it was the whole first set and you lose 7-6 and then you realize, oh, actually the first set is not important. Right. It's yeah. just out of the way. Now right. I can relax. Um, but no, why do you think that we can't have, you want it, you want it at 17 years old, what, what do you think, there, there's no young players that are threatening the Roger and Rafa and Novak, obviously three of the best players of all time, but wh wh what's the difference? Why, why were we able to do it in, in our day, do you reckon? Is it that much more physical or is it? I, I think certainly from the, from the, from the, the, the courts, the, the court but the rackets themselves yeah. you you had to play a, a totally different game and I think the new rackets that have come out with a la larger head you know it's it's harder to volley like if you say you come in with with a you know another guy and he's got a big big headed racket with heavy topspin and you're going to come in and volley that ball yeah. it's not going to work out too good for you yep. so they they tend to back off and play a ground stroke game and and have heavy topspin cross-court returns, you know, is, is the way I see the game going. And yep. unfortunately, you know, it's, it, yeah, because the, 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 the volleying ability, it's more fun to watch tennis where there's action, yeah. and which is at the net. And, you, you know, applause comes with winning a point, winning a serve, serving an ace, you know, all those things is, is the way, you know, mm. yeah, the crowd sees it. And I think they, they, you know, people I like. I saw Roger a few times against Warinka. Mm. He was up at the net and he's diving for balls to make a make a volley, and and he makes them, and the people go nuts. Yeah. Because this this is what they want. Yeah, I agree. So you'd say that the the normal baseline rally between two counter punches is a bit more boring. Mm -hmm. Let's say if, if if Nadal plays another baseline and exchanges go 15, 20 times, is not as exciting. And obviously, and uh, but you know, I'm I'm wondering as well what Mats asked that why aren't there any teenagers breaking into the top ten anymore? I mean, you were a teenager when you won the French. I was a teenager when I won Wimbledon. You know, back in the day, everybody was younger too. So what's the reason why everybody is in their almost mid-twenties when they reach their first Grand Slam final? Yeah. I don't understand. You know, I, I, I don't know what, what the answer is. Zerev? Yeah. yeah. But I, what, how was he as a 15, 16-year-old player? I never saw him until he, he became, he's probably 20 or 21. Yeah. So, you know, was he did didn't learn the game quickly? Yeah, no. yeah, and and maybe the pressure of today's world, uh, the prize money structure. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you to win this tournament, I'm sure mothers and fathers are saying, "Hey, get out there on the court and practice," <laughs> because you know this is this is a new, another future. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you know that 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 I think mm. pressure sometimes comes with money. Yeah. And you know pressure a lot of times with us when there was no money because we, it was amateur That's tennis. Deep. The pressure was winning a Wimbledon. Yeah. And so there's the pressure. Uh, but now the pressure is every day, and of course if if you win, if you get the second or third or fourth round, your, your prize money structure is very good. Yeah, yeah. And, doubles, doubles every time. And yeah. so I think that's, that probably is some of the reason why, you know, the juniors mm. maybe haven't quite rose, rose to the occasion. And maybe there's, it's, it's, a, it's a harder game to play. You, yeah. you, you probably really need strength and ability. You know, yes, your timing is, is good. Maybe that's hard, harder to get there now. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, you because know, there's there's so many people that are competing. Yeah. What do you think of? We see um, players under pressure, and they talk about it a lot more than in our day. I mean, are they under more pressure? Do they feel more pressure than, let's say, we did because of this money, because there's a, a, a support team around you? I mean, is it different? It seems like they feel more nerves and pressure than in the past. You know, I. I think that's that's because of the structure of the game now. Yep. You know the the amount of money that's in the game. I think you're not aiming at, at winning the first prize, but you know I think if you if you could just change in your 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 brain thinking, say, no, I'm going to get to the quarterfinals. That's that's a desire that I want to get to. All all the Grand Slams, get me to the quarterfinal or semifinal. Yeah. And and next year, I'm, I'm going to put my you know, prize up a little higher. So. No, I think um, already in the junior tournaments, there's a lot more emphasis on um, uh, money. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I think if a 15, 16-year-old, he's one of the best juniors in the world. He's going to get his five-year contract with Nike or Adidas. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he's going to get his, his guarantees already when he's 16 and 17. So there's a lot more focus on money. And, and it, it matters more. You know, in our days, money wasn't so much the issue why we played, right? We wanted to play to win. Yeah. Now I see with a lot of juniors, they wanted to play to get rich. And so a whole different mindset. And if that's the focus, of course there's more pressure because the yeah. prize money doubles with every round. Right. With our days, I felt like we, we wanted to make more points to, mm. to yeah. be higher in the world rankings, you know? And then the other prize money was fine, but it didn't make a difference, I think, now. And I'm, I'm happy with, with the you know, evolution of the prize money, but it's, you know, winning this tournament, it changes your life mm. yeah. financially. Mm -hmm. Plain Absolutely. and simple. And I think that adds a lot of pressure to, to these young players. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Boris has got a good point. It's the, it's the pressure of, you know, the, the money to a big extent. Yeah. And, and you know, it, you, you, whoever you're playing and, and, and they're doubling his, your, their money, but you're, you not. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, sure. I'd rather have it in my pocket, <laughs> <Right>. in his <laughs> pocket. And so, yeah. you know, that that's that's the pressure that's yeah. that is riding all the time. Yeah. What um, we've got to uh, uh, mention uh, Serena Williams because she's trying to break Margaret Court's record. What do you guys think that she should be doing bef between now and Wimbledon? Should she play grass court a grass court match, a grass court tournament? I mean, yeah. how does she get herself back to? Because clearly she's not close to the level that she needs to be to win a major. What, what can she do? She seems well, lost. For, for me, me, for me, I think she's 
she needs to be out on the on the on the grass on and ma play, playing match match play. Yeah. Because yeah, yes, she's got all the strokes, which she seems to pull off for a month or two, come back exactly the same forehands there, but now it's 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 a change. Yeah. And and I think she's better off learning the the the, the pressure and trying to make sure that yeah you. Know, you you're, you're not trying to serve an ace all the time. Right. Just first serve in 90% of the time. You know, she could learn to volley a little better. Yep. You know, her th I think she comes in thinking, oh, maybe the ball will be out here somewhere. Yeah. And I'll, I, I'll, I'll hit it. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't come with a plan. No, right. And I think that's the thing that I think gets her in trouble sometimes. But generally because she's so strong and ability-wise, move around the... She finds finds herself losing, you know, and and the girls now are, are not not just hackers out there; they're brilliant. Yeah, they're brilliant. And, and, and they got the ball. They don't try and hit a, a winner on a ground strokes. Maybe they're just going to drop it short. Yep. And then and then she's thinking, boy, now now I'm in trouble. Yeah. And yeah. and normally, you you'll be thinking that should be easier. Mr. McEnroe Mr. has joined McEnroe. us. I mean, I know it's better late <laughs> than never. <laughs> But I had to just be able to sit next to this man once again for even a couple of minutes. The, uh, <laughs> my idol. Oh, a you. lot of people's idols. Well, you know, I was busy playing a big match in the uh, wow, doubles. Wow, did you? Yeah. Did you win? I wouldn't have brought it up if I lost. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So what have I been missing? What have you been uh, no, pontificating how about? Roger, how Roger could beat Rafa. I want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, he figured that yeah. one Tell out. Tell me how that on clay. How's that going to happen? I, I, you know... That's a, that's a tough one, because yeah, Rafa's got that huge forehand, and I think because Roger decided he he couldn't play this high backhand, yeah, against uh yeah. against someone like you know, uh, yeah, playing against Nadal. So you know he's learned how to play it a little differently, but he went with a bigger headed racket, and and so now he he can hit that ball yeah. up high. And, and get it down straight down the line on the ad court. And so that, that allows mm. you know, him to get that first shot is not going to Rafa's forehand. No. He's gotta, now he's got to use that backhand. So now Roger's got a chance to do shots. What's he going to do with the serve, that lefty slice serve on the ad court? Because he's had issues with break points with Rafa, and <laughs> you sort of know it's coming. Yeah. How aggressive can he be or should he be? Well, I, I, th I think he'll always be aggressive, you know, mm. and, and now it's, you know, how far, how, but, you know, the, the, the clay court, yeah, you, yes, you can make them slice serves, but, you know, a lot of times you've got to be able to pick when he's going to slice it. And, you know, I think a lot of people, you probably saw a lot of people play juves, but they couldn't pick your slice serve. Yeah, and so, you know, I, th I, th I would think on, on the clay courts, you know, uh, uh, finding a, a guy to say, well, he's going to slice this ball. Yeah, you know you're going to slice. It's going to hit the ball. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bounce up some. And so, to me, I, I, do, I wouldn't think he should be worrying too much about that slice serve. But if he is, if he is then he's pulled you off. I, I think I'd just go back across court. Stand further to the left, right? Don't sure. let him cut him off. Yeah. Did you ever think, can I ask one more question? Did you ever think in your wildest dreams in the – late 60s, I think, or maybe early 70s, but it could have been late 60s, 
when you were starting to fool around with like aluminum frames and mm -hmm. steel rackets, um, because you had the old Dunlop Max Ply Fort racket, the, the wood racket, that the game would turn into what it is now, 50 years later, because you won the slam in 1969, Novak's trying to get all four again. Right. You were trying to figure out how to play with that, but it was difficult then, right? The, the materials were, they weren't quite right yet. And, and also, it was a smaller headed racket, like, mm. like a Dunlop. You know, you know, it's a small, so you know, yes, it's, if you're hitting it clean and hitting it you know, without any bounce, but you, you know, I don't think our rackets really, if they were aluminum inscrusions and and that you know, yeah, you could string it, and it, it, but it didn't feel very good. And now they've got rackets that are just perfect. Did the thought ever occur to people then to make bigger frames, or was it against the rules at that time? Were we allowed uh, to make? Yeah. I mean, they play 98-inch square-inch frames. I mean, was that yeah. something that was considered? It was amazing that there was no, no per perfections on or, or, or rules and regulations. You could have it any size you wanted. Oh. But, yeah, yeah. but of course, your wooden racket. If you tried to make it bigger, it'd be, it'd be an eight, 18 ounce racket. <laughs> so you, you wouldn't be able to do much work with it. But, but so they weren't any bigger than what the racket, te racket technology would give you. Right, I couldn't do it. Uh, I've got to ask you guys, we've got to uh, let uh, Mr. Labor run, but we've got to ask you about Novak Djokovic because you touched on it. He's winning another four in a row potentially. What, where does it, you start with you because you worked with him. Where does Novak fit in with Roger and Rafa in terms of, because if he wins here, you're going to have to start talking about him as, uh, as, as good and maybe as Roger or not? Well, he's been uh, running behind Roger and Rafa uh, uh, in the terms of respect and love uh, uh, from the tennis community. And, and, you know, he's, I know him very well. He's a nice guy. He loves the game. He loves you. He loves the history of it. And he wants to be part of it. Right, so he and, cares and about the love from cared, the people. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's important for him to to get the acknowledgement he deserves if he if he wins a second slam. I mean, four matches in a row, you're the only sure. one that done it. He would be the, the second player to have done it, and and we talk a little bit more about Roger and Rafa than we do about Novak. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's it's great to see someone like uh, you know Novak. His ground strokes, his, his ability to play under pressure, and he, yes, he had had about a, a year and a half ago. You know, he just seems like he was down. Yeah. But now he's he's. I think he's serving better than he's ever served. Yeah. I think he, he's easy to go to the net. He's learned how to put make this drop shot and a weapon where Possible. you don't you you you're not necessarily winning to win the point, but you're bringing the person in, right. and he. He can ground strokes. He can lob. He's got a, all, all those weapons with in front of him, and he, he his drop shots are almost perfection. Yeah. And yeah. so I think you know a, a, a lot of uh, you know his his game maybe maybe is it's it's too clinical, and the crowd don't can't really yeah. see a, a whipping forehand or a you know diving volley for, for it. But he, he's just he's just unbelievable the way he's playing and competing. Yeah. And you know, if he wins this particular tournament, you know, on on the real Grand Slam of winning yeah. the Australian first, yeah. then going around, he's uh, won won Wimbledon last year. Yeah. So, so if your life depended on it, <laughs> and they brought their A games, 
where would you rank them at this present time? The, the, those three guys. What would you uh, is? What do you think? At at the moment, I think uh, for me, it's almost a push, a toss up on uh, no, Novak and uh, and 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 Rafa, and, and I think that you know because you know someone like Roger doesn't really get out and play it all the time now, yeah. and so he's you know he's they. It's amazing that he can do exactly what he wants, but he, you know, when you're looking after a 38-year-old body, you know, how do you, how do you make sure that you're ready for the next match? Mm. And I thought, just playing Warinka here yesterday or the day before, yeah. that how will he turn up, you know, right. the next day? Yeah. But the thing is, if he if he had to play front up that next day yeah. and do it again, you know, could how long could he? Last. He didn't have to. If, Thank so he, goodness. If he wins two or three five setters, yeah, it'd it'd, yeah, it'd, yeah. it'd it'd be a tell. And so, at the moment, he's in a great position because of the 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 rain that has delayed everything. Yeah. We yeah. did recall that in 2000 was it 17 after taking six months off, and I believe they called the Rod Laver Arena. <laughs> he won three five setters. Right. That's true. He did, including three one down in the fifth in the doll. Yeah, this guy's yeah. not bad. So, you know, he's you know, he's, he's like you. <laughs> Did you get? Can I apologize? I want to apologize to you just before you go. I know you have to go, and there's a lot of TV people who want to work. <laughs> because I called him the the most beautiful player I've ever seen. But I've got to say, I'm going to call it a push. Oh. Between you two, because you were absolutely beautiful player to watch. I want to just say, you know that I've told you that many times, and I try to emulate your game. But you are absolutely. You started this. You allowed people like Roger Federer to become the player that he's become. So on behalf of all of us, we thank you for that. Yeah, well, thank, thank you so you. much. <laughs> Thanks for coming no, by, Rod. Yeah, thank, I you. thank you. I was thrilled to be a part of it and see Boris and Mats. Super. Thank you very John, much. Thank you. Outstanding. Outstanding. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.